Season three of Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name, my name's Jav, and joining me for the final time this year, Mark Stoll from California. Good afternoon. And back again, David Hughes from South Carolina. Hello. Right, we've played two matches. Um, let's 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 go back, rewind a few few days. Um, Hull City in the middle of the week, um, convincing performance. Three points, three goals, clean sheet, um, and return of a few old boys, a few old Spurs boys to, to the lane. Um, Mark, um, you saw the game. Um, what, what, what's your take on Wednesday, Wednesday night's performance? I thought it was a, I thought it was a good performance. We looked confident. It was, it, it was the right kind of performance we needed at the right time. Um, Really liked seeing Dyer back in the middle. I was hoping to see more of that, but unfortunately Toby was out for today's game. But no, it was a good performance. thought we played well all round. Um, it was pleasing that Hull, Hull you know, had a little spell and tried to, tried to play as well. I think that helped us out because mm. I was fully expecting them to just totally park the bus and, and play for a draw, judging by what I've seen from them in other times this season so yeah it was a good good result scored some nice goals and our full backs were really on form too the, the full backs we'll, we'll, we'll talk actually a little bit more about the full backs a bit later on um, and um, for, for different reasons um, aside from the full backs I thought Ericsson had a really good game two goals um, he just seems to be back on fire at the moment oh yeah great finish too great finish and Sissoko, what do, you, what do you make of his performance? What do I make of Sissoko? Um, I'm still not convinced, to be quite honest. He's finding his feet, he's doing okay, but he's, he's a little bit different of what we're used to. But it's going to take a while for me to be convinced of him. There's just something about him. I don't know what it is. I know I'm probably, you know, I've been wrong in the past. I'd be very happy to be wrong in this instant, but... He's just a little bit clumsy for me. Mm. His, his close control is, isn't the best. Close control is not the best. And there's times where he takes, you know, an extra touch when you want him to pass. And the way we've been playing this season, that's that's been a constant frustration for me, is that players seem to be hanging onto the ball too long and we haven't quite had the fluidity of, of our game last season. It started to... Started to pick up in the last couple of games, but not where it was last year. But Sissoko, like I say, he's doing better, which is good. But there's still times where I'd prefer, I would prefer to see Nkudu come on instead of him. Um, all in all, Daffod, a, a convincing victory. Yeah, I think I agree with Mark um, regarding Ericsson and Sissoko. I think Sissoko looks very unsettled with our the way we play. Um, I don't think he's fit into the system yet. I think he's still figuring it out. Um, I, he does look good at times with the ball at his but other than that, he does look a little bit lost. Mm. Okay, so we've got we've got the three points, which which is which which was. The, 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 <laughs> whose, whose dog is that? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's me. That's me. Sorry. If your dog is a psycho fan. <laughs> sorry. You could probably do a better job than Sissoko. Um It's okay. Sorry. 
it's fine. Um, <laughs> so we got we got the three points and and and, and on to and on to, to today. And I suppose you know these are the games which the ones on paper that we should be we should be dispatching these teams. So I think t- today we made a little bit more work off it. Um, I think that uh, up until they scored, so the first 20 minutes, I think we were, we were really good going forward. We Deli Ali should have scored. He had a really good chance. I don't know what it looked like on TV, but certainly at the ground, um, it, it just looked like a you know he should have done a lot better. Um, and then. And they scored, and and they scored again on the back of us fanning around and trying to play it, play the ball out the back, and Lloris passing it across to Vatonga and Dial, then passing it back across to him, and 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 I don't know why why we keep doing this every bloody week. We keep pissing around at the back, and that invited pressure on on two occasions, one for the goal, and there was another opportunity they had a bit later. Um, and I think you know overall. I think we we, we deserve the the win. And um, Rose was my certainly my man of the match. I think he was superb, absolute beast. Um, but we we made difficult work for ourselves. I thought absolutely. I'd agree. We did make it hard on ourselves. I'd agree that Rose was the man of the match. Um, yeah, I mean, we made it hard on ourselves. Their goal was pretty ridiculous, really. I mean, shit, the ball just kept falling to them. It just kept canning in and around and kept falling to where exactly where they wanted it to be. It was it was frustrating for Winks because Winks actually made a really good challenge to win the ball back, and then Walker tried to be a little bit too slick and ended up scoring. So, But, yeah, we were we should have put them to bed, I think sooner today but again for me it's frustration with players taking the ball on themselves and not passing or not passing early enough taking too many touches how many times have we seen that this season I mean it's really frustrating for me really frustrating Kane did it today when went through he kept kept the ball and then took a wild shot Sun Son, that's all he does, basically. He rarely does pass. You know, no. and you saw the frustration when he took the shot towards the end on Kane. He actually should he actually should have passed the ball back to Davis. Davis made a really good run after slotting him in. But that's the frustration for me, is is just some of the decision making. But it's coming back and we're winning. That's the main thing. So D- Dafford, what what was your take on the match? But also just in light of what Mark's just said, and I bear in mind, I think that the, the, the last time you were on the podcast, um, um, you seem to be a big fan of Sun. I think it's fair to say that Mark isn't, although I think he's he's a closet fan of Sun. Um, is Mark being a bit too harsh on Sun? No. Based on um, the last few performances, I think I have to retract some of what I said last time. Um, he is a sub. He injects energy into the game, but I don't think he's a starter at this point. He's very dynamic going forwards, but like Mark said, maybe doesn't see the field quite so well, doesn't doesn't look for the early pass where we could really uh, get around the back um, more effectively if he did. And in, and in terms of today, were we, were we a bit lucky um, in terms of... No, sorry, not lucky. Let me rephrase that. Were we... Did we ride our luck in so far as some of our defending was a bit a bit shite? And I'm talking about that whole tr- getting the ball out the back. Um, you know, did we did we get out of jail or, or was it a, was it a well well earned victory? Well, um, I would... without Tom, sorry. Go, go ahead, Mark. No, go on. Go, you got it. Well, without Toby, Vatongan has to cover too much ground. Dyer looked tired. We just track um, early doors. You know, just very tired. Um, 
half-time talk, did some work, and came out looking a little more effective. But uh, the Tongans certainly looked better in the second half and, and took guard a little bit. Larice didn't help our cause, made some very poor decisions today. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Yeah, that, that, that chance at the end they had where Larice just waited for the ball to come into his hands, I thought that was it. I thought the guy was at it. I thought that we were conceding when the guy, like, reached in. That ball, that was such a good ball in and Larice was stood there. I thought we were done for. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were a bit lucky. I don't think our defence were, were terrible today. They didn't help themselves, like you say. But at the end of the day, so far this season, like last season, they've, they're the ones that have been in form in comparison with our attack. They are the ones that have been informed. They are our, our foundation, our rock that we've built everything up from. Um, Dyer made some good challenges today as far as I'm concerned. He made some very good tackles in that second half. He wasn't perfect, but there would, he definitely made some important challenges, important tackles in there too. So um, on, on the defence, um, as you say, they're, they're probably the strongest sort of... Part of our team this season that has been, you know, the, the back four, the fullbacks in particular. Obviously, we've missed a lot of Toby this season, and it was good that he that he was available last couple of games. Um, did, did anyone know what happened to him? Why he wasn't playing today? I didn't hear anything. I read it was a back strain. Okay. Well, wasn't getting his hair cut. <laughs> No, I remember earlier on he, he strained his back. That was the that was the the report pre-match report on Toby. Um, the the fullbacks, particularly, um, I think Walker might have been at fault. I've got to see it again for the first goal, but I think particularly Rose, just an absolute beast. I'm I'm going to make an early prediction on Danny Rose. I think he'll be the supporters player of the season. Come, I know we're only 17 matches. Into the into the season, but I think at the moment he's a strong contender for for our player of the season. You know, if I if I look back at last season, Toby won that award. Um, Musa was there, you know, um, had a strong case. You had obviously Harry Kane, um, Deli Ali, um, his breakthrough season. But this season, for me, I think Danny Rose has been absolutely um, just just a different class um, and. And I go as I've said this before. I, to me, he is he is our he's he's a, an English Roberto Carlos. He is he is what Ashley Cole was. Dare I bring his name on this podcast to to Chelsea and Arsenal in England a, a decade ago? Um, I think that Danny Rose is, is that good. But if I'm talking in about Rose in those terms, in terms of being our player of the season and not mentioning any attacking player. That doesn't really speak volumes for the rest of the team. And, and you've got to say that between them, Kane, Janssen, OK, Kane's missed a lot of games through injury, Son, Eriksen, Ali, um, all of these players, obviously Lamella's been out injured for a bit, none of them have performed to the standards that they can perform. They just haven't been cons- consistent enough. Um, and we had a question from... From Ed Brad, he said a, a win is a win, especially especially against a de- decent defensive Burnley side. But what is missing from the attack? I mean, there's, there's, there is something missing this season. I think it's. I think we're missing. We've been missing the Mella. I can't tell you how many times in games we've broken forwards and been running at a defence, and a player's hung onto the ball, or they haven't passed the ball, or they've selected the wrong pass. That's I think we're missing Lamella. We, I think he's, we're missing his, his, you know, his defending from the front, his energy. I think he, he, he he's more of a spark to us than we realise. You know, I think he sparks the rest of the other attackers into life with the, with defending from the front too. Um, I think we're really missing him recently. And like I say, it's the fluidity. We're just hanging on to the ball too long. We're not. We're not making a first-time pass. We're not passing the ball into space in front of people. It's just just lacking that little bit of uh, guile and confidence that we had last season. 
But it's, like I say, it's been coming. Like we've mm. scored some great goals recently as well that suggest that it's coming, coming back to the fore. I mean, we've. You can say about you know Rose and Walker as well, but look at Jan's pass as well the other day. That pop, that ball forward for Rose yeah. before Ericsson's goal as well. I mean, you you say I mean going back to what you said about Rose being our player of the season. I don't think Jan's too far behind him. Jan has been brilliant this season. Best best uh, performances by Jan consistently over a number of games I've seen from him in his career at the lane. I think he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's he's, show, yeah. he's showing a level of maturity, and mm. that you'd and expect. He's been, he's been stronger, I think. Too, he just seems to have been more commanding, stronger in the tackle, and more commanding back there as well. He's been fantastic, but I think if we see Lamella come back into the team and start playing, I I think we'll, I think and I hope we're really going to start clicking. And that's the thing. We we know we're not at our best, but we're still up there and we're doing well. We just need we just need to hopefully we're going to do what we did last year and go on a run now, go on a run another unbeaten run, but be winning more games and gain that momentum. Mm. Daffod, what's what's missing going forward? I agree with Mark. Um, Lamella is. Incredibly effective going forward, puts defenders on the back foot. Rose today was our best player going forward, um, which I wouldn't say it's unusual, but uh, he was really the only player I thought that really looked effective um, going on the attack. Um, you know, Kane pretty much was, was absent the whole second half. I don't really remember much of what he did. It's hard for him. Um, he's a striker. He wants to have those opportunities. And I think when you're a striker and you're not getting those chances, you get frustrated. And I, you saw him back into midfield sometimes, uh, especially during the second half, looking for the ball. So um, I know I said last time we uh, need an attacking midfielder. Um, I think we still do. We probably get the pressing as well. Um, someone who, who defenders look at and, and think, oh, you know, we have to cover this guy. Like, you know, and that might take a little bit of pressure off, off of uh, Kane. So, yeah, all in all, um, we look a little bit dull um, in the uh, last third of the field. Um, everything seems to slow down and break down like I said right at the edge of the 18 um, we need something there's just some, something missing there that we need um, we just need that spark like Mark said about with Lamelo. he does add that little bit of spark to the team ok um Let's move it on from today. Um, we've got we don't know, actually haven't have a game now for another ten days. So um, the next round of Premier League matches are a week tomorrow. Pretty much everybody plays on Monday the twenty sixth, and then I think somebody's playing on the twenty seventh. We're playing on the twenty eighth. So ten days from now, we've got Southampton away, and then a few days later on New Year's Day, uh, two weeks today, we play Watford away. Um, Looking at the table, both of those teams are sort of mid-table. I mean, okay, we're, we're fifth, Southampton are seventh, but there is a good nine points between us and them, and the goal difference isn't particularly good. Um, Watford are further below, three points below Southampton, they're in twelfth. Um, we should be able to beat these teams away from home. Or am I just a little bit too cocky? We, we're capable of beating them it's just whether we do I mean we need to absolutely it's, it's more 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 confidence for us to keep the momentum going we definitely can but you know depends it depends how we how, how we go about it we, we're definitely capable of putting these teams to the sword I've, I've 
generally been more confident in us away from home than I have been with us at home in the last two or three seasons. Yeah. So we can do it. But you're going to have to work hard for the whole 90 minutes in order to do so. Well, last season we, we won... I mean, both those fixtures sort of were around the same time. We're, we're in December, both those away fixtures, and we won, won both of those matches. Um, if I was going to put you on the spot, um, gents, um, and if you're going to predict predict a result for both matches, starting with you, Daffid. I think we'll uh, draw against Southampton, and I think we'll beat Watford. But uh, that's probably uh, on the negative end of the spectrum. Um, we should get three points from both of those games. Okay. Mark? Um, so I reckon we'll get a 3-1 win at Southampton, and then a 1-0 or a 2-1 win at Watford. Okay. I'm going to go for 2-0 at Southampton. Uh, Watford are going to make it tricky for us. I think we'll, 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 we'll win that 2-1. Um, I was looking at... You know, we, we, we keep making comparisons with, with, with last season and the fact that last season we... You know, we really, particularly this time, we really pushed on and, um, and mm-hmm. we, we played with a bit of swagger. And this season, it, it, it's been missing. Um, having said that, um, what's quite interesting for me is um, looking at the looking at the um, comparing the table from last season and this. Um, so I just had it, but now I've in true professional style. Right. Okay. So. Last season, we were fifth in the league. Um, sorry, after 17 matches last season, we were f- one, two, three, four, fourth in the league. Um, we above United, 29 points, and we were nine points off Leicester City at the time, who were who were top with 38 points. Okay, and that's after 17 played. Um, City and Arsenal were above us, and they had 32 and 33 respectively. Um, on the table that I'm looking at, so I, I, I suspect their game in hand was against each other. So they had they had more points than us. Um, and if you look at compared to this season, where we are 33 points, so that's four points for, firstly better off than last season. Arsenal are only a point above us. Um, City only three points above us. So that that's a lot better in itself. And then you've got Liverpool in between who on 34 with a game in hand. Um, the noticeable thing is at Chelsea 10 points rather than less than 9 points but I keep hearing like for example that we, we drew a lot of games this season which we have but like last last year we drew after 17 matches we'd drawn 8 eight games this season we've only drawn 6 same number of defeats 2 defeats but we've got 9 win, wins under the belt this time last season we had 7 our goal difference was plus 17 sorry our goal difference is plus 17 this season it was plus 14 last so without playing particularly well um, or at least that's that's the perception we're pretty much in the same position as last season if anything slightly better albeit okay 10 points adrift of of, of the leaders as opposed to 9 but um, we're not doing too badly without actually heading top gear Right, absolutely not. We're we're doing well. You're right. We definitely we we know we're not in top gear, but this is the time. Like you said, this is the time of the season. Last year, where we did start to go through the gears and we did start to pick up. Now it's a case of seeing whether whether we're going to do that this year. We're definitely capable of it. And as for the the top five or six, I truly believe that that is going to keep changing and moving around for the rest of the season. This is going to be a very, very close title race this year. I don't think... I'd be very surprised if anybody really breaks away to, like like there was a breakaway last season. It's going to go right to the wire. You you win three games in a row, it's a different ball game for all these teams. Without making a prediction on where we will finish, um, we're almost at the halfway point of the season. Um, can we? Are we capable of catching... 
the leaders at the moment? Yes or no? Daffy, starting with you. I um, don't see us catching Chelsea. I, I don't want to sound negative. Um, I just think they have more consistency throughout their side at the moment. Things could change in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, over the Christmas break, teams really define themselves. But uh, so far, um, the most consistent team I've seen through the whole squad is Chelsea. We have the talent, no doubt. But can we perform on a consistent basis? We've won two games. What are we going to do in the next few games? Uh, You know, if we collect, you know, three points in the next three or four games from each game I might change my opinion but at the moment Chelsea looks like they're just a little bit ahead of us no, I, I don't I don't think it's anywhere near over yet and I Chelsea are going to go through a dip they're still not they're, they've been playing well they've also scraped a hell of a lot of wins mm hell of a lot of wins you know let's see what happens to them when things don't go their way because it's going to happen I don't I'm not convinced by them as uh, being uh, top winners by any means yet they haven't convinced me but you know Conte is, was like that with Juve too I mean they'd win a bunch of games and wouldn't exactly thrill or look amazing but it ain't over yet I cert- we definitely can catch them Shit, United could catch them. We can catch them. They're catchable. Lost yeah, I, agree. I, I don't think they're world beaters. Um, just thus far, I think, as far as consistency, like like you said, scraping games, scraping those three points. Just yeah, up to this point, that's they've looked just a little bit more consistent. But yeah, you're right. It could absolutely could change. Okay, um, I just before we move on, just just on Chelsea, um, they I think that, that their next two games on paper are quite easy. I think their, their home matches against I don't know somebody shit. Um, uh, All that I think is one. Of, yeah, well, they're not shit, to be fair, but yeah, they're, 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 they're games which on paper they should win. Their January fixtures are quite interesting because they've got us away. I think they've got Liverpool away at the end of the month and they've also got Leicester away and I don't think that'll be easy um, for them um, so I, it could be I without risk of making it sound like a Chelsea podcast which is not for them it could be um, that could be a make or break month they could they could drop a lot of points and things could start to get tasty in January or I think if they win those matches and they really could break away but we shall see. Um, right, we've got a whole lot of questions that um, we'll, we'll try to get through in the second half of the podcast. Um, before we do that, here is Bex for the final time this year with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hello, it's Bex to let you know how the Spurs Ladies did today. They didn't have a midweek game, so it's just today's game. They played Pompey Ladies at Chesson, that was a two o'clock kickoff, and the girls won 4 0. That result means that they are, at Christmas, unbeaten in all competitions and they are top of the league top of the league clear by three points which looks really good ha ha and a goal difference of uh minus two actually on the on commentary here a second so it's all looking good i'm really pleased for them they've done so well this season um in all competitions but the league is quite clearly the thing that they're focused on actually that's a lie because i reckon if you ask karen hills the manager she'd say they are focused on winning as much as they possibly can this season Goals today came from Lucia Leon, who got the first. Uh, that took them a whole seven minutes to get. So a much slower than last week's 14 seconds. I don't know what they're thinking about. Nikita Winnick got two and rounded off quite nicely by Bianca Baptiste. So for anybody who wishes to know how the Ladies League is structured, Spurs Ladies currently play in the Premier League South Division which means that should they win that division and then a subsequent playoff against the Premier League North team, whoever tops that group, that's a playoff, then into the Women's Super League 2 league and then a subsequent leap up to Super League 1, which is where the big guns play at the moment. That's the 
Chelsea, City, um, and the Guna girls. Um, Liverpool play there. So that's the, the level they're aiming for. So if you, to try and translate that to the men's game, they're currently playing League One level. They have a break now until the beginning of January when they play Gillingham Ladies at Chesson, on, which is the Sunday, 8th of Jan, at 1 o'clock. And that's the Women's FA Cup second round. Um, they won't be back into the full swing of things, obviously, because it's just back from Christmas until the following week where they start their Sunday games as normal back in the league. Uh, if you and so you won't hear from me again. How lucky are you? Until that week of the eighth of Jan, and even though maybe not because I'm out of the country, um, I'm sure Javad will do sterling work. Any questions? I am on Twitter at bunchesbex, or you can contact me via the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast page on Facebook or on Twitter. Thanks very much, and have a good Christmas. Bye bye. Right, welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Um, we've got some questions which we're going to finish off with. And by the way, if you um, want to send us any questions, you can do so via Twitter. The Twitter handle is at THF Podcast. You can do so via the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast Facebook page, or you can email us um, spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast.com. Right, next seal asks, who do you think in our squad has the best skill for the crossbar challenge? Ericsson or Ali? I would say Ericsson or Lamella. Yeah, I would go with Ericsson or Lamella, although I don't know if either of you have seen it, but um, our manager isn't too bad. Um, they shit to, up. When it comes I'm to... I'm the best player in the squad. Yeah, it's a, it's a video on YouTube, um, freestyle... If you if you just search freestyle and and Pochettino, um, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Um, next question. Um, this is from on Twitter. Another sacked manager. So that's the official account for the Another Sacked Manager Tottenham Hotspur podcast hosted by John and John. Um, their Twitter handle is at Spurs Sack Again. Um, they say, hi people, midfield three in the four two three one has been poor in games. What is the best three we have? And then they go on to say the January window options. I, but I, okay, best three for me. If we had everybody fit, I would go for Lamella, Ericsson and Ali. Yep, same. That's the attacking midfield three, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I haven't seen anyone else stepping up. Um, those three look by far the most effective. And then in terms of January, um, January edition of the squad, we had a question question from Richard Healy. We've got a few questions from Richard. Uh, first one, he says, do you think we need additions in January? If so, what position, who? I don't, I don't honestly know that we need anybody. We're crying out for anyone, to be quite honest. Unless somebody became available that was that good that we couldn't, we couldn't let up. I don't really see anybody. I would, I'd like us to get either buy a cover for Toby or have somebody else cover Toby so we can play Dyer in the middle because he just, I just think we're a different team with him in the middle. What about Carter Vickers? Maybe it's time to promote him. Maybe so. I mean, either way, I just, I'd, I'd like, to, I'd just like to see Dyer in the middle consistently again. I just think he, he makes a huge difference, and he, he'll allow Wanyama to go ball chasing as he does, and he just gives us a little bit more security. He's a little, positionally, he's better than the other guys, and he's not a bad. He's not bad with his vision passing either or just giving the ball quickly to somebody else who can do the damage. Whereas, you know, Wanyama's not the best passer and Dembele just, I don't know, there's times where Dembele just needs five or six touches or needs somebody to physically challenge him before he'll actually pass, Mm -hmm. which frustrates me at times. So I would say maybe, maybe cover for Toby. What do you think we should do about Janssen? 
nothing. Keep him there. Get him back in the team. It could be very important to us in the running. Yeah. Working back into the squad, working back into the, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. I think I've, I've, on previous pods, I've said that the January window isn't really a place to do business. And I think if you're looking to bring in new players, the the time to do that is, is in the summer. I think the biggest thing that we could benefit from is just we've we've had if you take last season apart from the injury that Vertonghen had um, I think it was mid end of January and then he came back April apart from that we were very lucky last season with injuries um, this season we, we've we, we've been beset with injury problems Toby and Kane noticeable ones Moose has been in, in and out of side then there was this um, suspension from the end of last season carrying over to, to this we've had Lamella um, I think the biggest thing Ben Davis recently um, I think the biggest thing that we could benefit from is actually going into the new year to just have everybody fit and available and I think if, if we can if we've got all the players fit and available particularly the spine of the team um, we don't need anybody um, unless like you say somebody Mark becomes available that's of very good quality but I, I just don't see that in January no, I mean there could be there could be a youngster that we want that we might want to jump on in January you know do what we did with Ali buy them but to let them stay wherever they're at as well yeah uh, who knows I'm not uh, uh, it's definitely a January where I'm not not concerned as opposed to other Januaries where I have thought to myself oh you know what we probably could do buying somebody Okay, another question from Richard Healy. He says, what was the best Spurs moment of 2016 for you? For him, it was City away, but Stoke or Kane versus Woolwich has to be up there. He goes on to say, it's still the most positive I've ever ever been going into a new year. Come on, you Spurs. Daffod, what, what was your highlight of 2016? City. Um, the best uh, team that we've beaten so far. Um that was uh, that was one of those games where you know you beat City and you really feel like you're gonna go three or four on the trot and then we uh, we didn't perform after that but that was the highlight so far for me of, of this season but um, oh of this season uh, yeah but okay but what about the calendar year at least? Calendar. yeah ah. Uh, Well, let's see. When did we beat? Uh, we beat Chelsea in the first half of the season last year, didn't we? I don't, I don't think we. I think that was the season before. No, we didn't. We didn't beat them last year, unfortunately. Beat them last year? Oh gosh, my memory's terrible. Uh, no, I think. Well, City stands out for me still. Yep. Okay, Mark. Um. Well, the whole the whole year's been great. There's been a lot of really good wins. Um, probably the best I've felt was half time at Stanford Bridge <laughs> when we were 2 0 up. Right? I mean, Aww. we just. We were slaughtering them at that time. That's probably. At that point, it went wrong, but that's the, probably the best I've. One of the highlights. Um, other than that, um, calendar year. Yeah, the win, the win up at City, Ericsson's goal in the last minute was great. Um, that 3-0 win over United was pretty damn good too. Um, that that goal from Lamella, the, you know, we scored goals in quick succession in that game. We just blitzed them. But that goal from Lamella as well was just a sweet, just a sweet goal. Great team goal as well. So... There, there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, I'm sure people listening will come up with a bunch of others, but... All in all, it has been a great year, and definitely, definitely feeling better and better about the team going forwards. Yeah, um, I'd concur with what, what you've both said. I mean, I think for, for if, most of if you're talking calendar year, um, and then yeah, I think most of mine would have been last, last season. Um, if you're talking this season, then I'd, I'd, I'd agree with David. I think the 
game against City at home was, I think, one of the best performances I've seen us put in in a long, long time. Um, but overall, over the the calendar year 2016, for me, um, Norwich City away was special last season. We won that game 3-0. Um, it wasn't a particularly great game. There was, I think, a period in, in the first half where we scored two goals in quick succession. But I just remember after the match, Pochettino Arch. coming over. And then... Obviously, what it would eclipse that, but that was that was the first time that that, that really stood out. And, but that, the other one was obviously that Man City away. That was really really special. And I was there, and to win in those circumstances, and I was standing up on the chair, jump jump, standing up. Sorry, standing up on my feet, jumping up and down, and nearly fell over twice um, after the match. And Pochettino coming over to the players and the, and the celebrations afterwards. That was special, and Stoke away as well. That that night, um, that Monday night in in April, winning four 0 There was something special about that night. Um, and yeah, the less said about Chelsea in May, the better. Um, John Steckles um, asks, who still needs to find some form in the team? The whole, the top, every one of the attacking players, none of them have hit consistent form. They've all had little spells, which is which is good, and it's kept us going. But all of them need to find form. And all of them, we know there's more to come. And all of them, when they start all clicking together, then we can be devastating, absolutely devastating. So I don't think anybody has been absolutely perfect they've all had their good games and they're not so good games if you'd asked me two weeks ago I'd have said Ericsson um, but I agree with Mark um, going forward we don't look like we're firing on all cylinders at the moment um, just there's just a little something missing and maybe it will take just one one of them to, to really step up their game but at the moment yeah, we look a little bit flat going forward. Yeah, um, I'm really out of that. Um, okay, next question. Um, Bubs at Bubble three three four one seven zero. Twitter handle. Come the end of the season, who out of our tw- out of our squad of twenty five can you see leaving and why? Well, if he hasn't already gone in January, then I think Tom Carroll stays at Spurs and Umbridge. Now Carroll's definitely going to go. Definitely. Who is who? Who has shown interest in Carroll? Well, um, apparently, I haven't. I haven't heard it, but I certainly read it that um, his name escapes me. I can picture him, the American dude. Swansea Bradley. City Bradley, yeah. Swansea, yeah. He 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 said that he expressed interest in him, um, and if I'm not mistaken, he he might have had a loan spell there previously. Um, yeah. And he was last week training with the reserves Premier League Two team, and I can only assume, or he played a match for them. I can I can only sorry for our. Premier League two sides. I can only assume he, he did that because he was trying to get match fitness with a possible view remove in January. I mean, he's not he's not in the squads anymore. I think the last time he played was Liverpool in the cup, in the Capital One Cup, and or whatever it's called now, the EFL. Um, he's he's just slipped down the pecking order. So the 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 two year contract that he signed in the summer said it all. It was basically like. Let's just give him a contract so we at least get some money for him, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Very shrewd bit of business um, there by Mr. Levy. Um, can either of you see anybody else going in the summer? <laughs> Depends how we finish up, what we do. I mean, we got a lot. We've got a lot of players that a lot of teams would covet and a lot of teams would want, but. As to whether we actually sell them or anybody wants to leave, that's another matter, mm. really. I mean, who knows? Who knows? If Kane was showing the same form <clears throat> as he did last season, um, I might 
put it out there that he would someone might come in for a you know a big money grab but at the moment I don't I don't see a, yeah I don't see anybody really wanting to make that move uh, maybe song so I, <laughs> I was big on song on the last podcast and not so much I'm, I'm pretty fickle that way but uh, if he doesn't get you know first team football you might see him asking to leave uh, I could maybe see that Mm-hmm. I think Sissoko might go if it doesn't work out for him in the second half of the season um, I think he'll be he'll become an, another Stambouli and he'll be one of these players that have been sort of a one one season with us and then bang out, out, out the door mm-hmm. um, yeah that's a possibility and the other one that I would say of the obvious Fazio I mean we've learned him out to Broma I'm, I'm assuming that will become a permanent deal um, the other one that would come to mind, possibly Kevin Vimmer. I think if his opportunities are limited in the second half of the season, yeah. then I think that not that we'd want to get rid of him, but he might just want to have some, you know, first team action. So I, I could see him putting in a. Um, yeah, I could see that request. too, and that would that would be a that would be a, a huge loss. That I think we would we would lament that happening because. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Vidic. I think he could be a very, very good player. Mm. Very good player. Hopefully if I, not. If I was a big club, I'm going to whisper, whisper this quietly, but if I was, I don't know, a Real Madrid or somebody, I'd put a bid in for, for Danny Rose. And I'm talking a big, big money bid. Um, I mean, they've got to hope that doesn't happen, but uh, he is, I really do rate him, I really think he's that good, and he's, he's come on leaps and bounds. Um, talking of fullbacks, so question from Annette Smith, um, she asks, why doesn't Carl Walker have a song? He really needs one, he's an integral part of the team. Now, um, just to correct her, he does have a song, um, which goes along the lines of, Carl Walker, Carl Walker, Carl Walker, um, but it's seldom chanted not for um well firstly it's, it's a crap crap song it's a crap crap chant and also it's seldom chanted in the way that for example spurs fans um uh chant danny rose so um we've got there's a couple we, we have a suggestion one but best one that i've read um on social media was from david james david james brooks who's um chanters um to the scum, are you listening? Down the lane, fans are bristling. There's a heck of a guy. He's passing you by. Walker in a Tottenham Wonderland. Um, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, or for me, how about the old Des Walker chant? Um, you'll never beat Carl Walker. You'll never beat Carl Walker. You'll never beat Carl Walker. Can you add? Can you add for pace at the end of that? For pace, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can either of you better that, or, or got any suggestions? Probably, if you gave gave me some time, but I don't think I don't think it matters too much. They they know. I mean, Walker's right by the side of the pitch. I'm sure he gets plenty of uh, love from the fans during games about them all having to sing a song. Yeah, I have no musical talent whatsoever. You you you're. A- I'm sure the terraces will come up with something. Okay, let's finish off with a question from a festive question from David Phipps. Um, David says he'd like to take the opportunity to wish everybody um, a Merry Christmas and a heart warmed thanks for everyone's hard work. And then he goes on to say, but what's the one thing you want for Christmas? Tottenham related or everything else related? I'd assume, <laughs> I'd assume Tottenham related. Um. Yeah, we could take a while otherwise. Um, I just want us to continue to improve. I want us to at least finish for next season. I want to qualify for the Champions League again. Just momentum, keep the momentum going, keep improving. That's all I ask for. Yeah, just continue playing entertaining football. Um, I think we are the most entertaining team in the league. We don't necessarily 
produce 100% of the time, but you're guaranteed to be entertained when Spurs are on. So, yeah, continue with that. That's that's all I want is for us to play attractive football. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a bit greedy, so I would like us to, um, to put together a really good run from from now all the way through to the end of the season you know a sort of run that united in their heyday or liverpool and back in the day would would put together um i don't know like a 14 15 match unbeaten run or, or uh, actually we've already had that earlier this season um a uh, uh, you know a tenor it's the sort of run that chelsea have just put together a 12 match winning streak that's what i'd like and i'd like us to go on and win the title um Fuck fourth place and cups. I, I want us to go go there and, and do what we perhaps could have last season, but we didn't. Um, I really want us to to do that. Um, it's not going to be easy, but we're capable. We just need to show that bit of consistency. Um, and I would love us to do it because um, I fear that if we don't do it, or I felt last season when we didn't do it, that we'd never do it in my lifetime. Um, and I would really like to see us win the league, and um, that would be that would be really good if we can put together a, a, a run from now through to the end of the season. Um, and I'd also like to meet Mr. Pochettino at some point in the new year. That would be nice. Right. On that note, um, thank you, Mark, as ever. Thank you. Happy Christmas, everyone. Thank you, David. You're welcome, the Dolly Showing. Thank you. Um, thanks to all the listeners for listening and downloading the podcast and wishing all the listeners a Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. See you in twenty seventeen. Green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.